0: Thank you for joining us here at church. Happy Mother's Day. It's a beautiful day. Mom, if you're watching, Happy Mother's Day. Why don't we stand? It's so good to be in our Father's house this morning. So good to be around all of our brothers and sisters in Christ. Welcome to every heart here and online, welcome, we love you just as if you were in this room. share reveal something that can just make us even more pure the way we were created to be Father
1: to you our hearts are open nothing here is hidden fall down Um.
2: Keep this short because I left Christine up there on the soundboard. But um, I was reading a passage in Isaiah the other day, and it said, The Lord said, These people say they are loyal to me. They say wonderful things about me, but they are not really loyal to me. Their worship consists of nothing more than man made rituals. And this, like, hit me with a gut check. Uh, The Hebrew says their heart is far from me. And I'm like, man, we're here every every Sunday singing and worship, but is our heart in the right place? Um uh, so that that's that was my question. Where like where's my heart? So I'm kind of on a Bible kick right now. So I'm like, biblically, where is my heart? And and the first thing that comes to mind is Matthew 6:21. It says, "For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So what do do we treasure? Uh, Verse 24 goes on to say, no one can serve two masters, for either he'll hate one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to one and despise the other. And then the last line Jesus throws in there, says you cannot serve God and money. I'm pretty sure he put that in there because he knows our biggest rival. His biggest rival. So, I told you before, but the best way um, that I can obey God in generously giving uh, is here routinely on Sundays, giving to God. Um, we've got the ways that we do it every week. You see up here, um, and it's, it's not easy to do, but it's not, uh, at least for me, maybe you guys are different, but at least for me, I've got to just do something routinely for it to stick it does doesn't happen spontaneously like reading the bible the only way that i can really dig into it is to make a routine every morning and doing it and it's the same thing for me with with money the only way that i can like demote money and lift god up is to just submit to what he said and, and giving generously so with that let me pray for this offering Father I know in this room we desperately want to obey you Lord Father all it's i believe it is on our shoulders to do it so Lord I just ask that you would strengthen our our strengthen your spirit that's in our heart Father I just ask that your spirit would help us combat our fleshly de- desires to just Make money for ourselves, Father. I pray that you would bless, bless this offering and and multiply it, Lord, so that so that we can better reach this community with your gospel message. Father, I pray this through your Son Jesus, in His name.
1: You are hard, sorry. Of your majesty in the presence of your majesty, because this is how we fight our battles, this is how we fight our battles. Take it in You're so glorious You're so beautiful You're so kind to us We're sitting in the presence We're sitting in His presence sing your grace has found me just as I am empty-handed
3: Happy Mother's Day. Ouch. Let's pray for the moms real quick. Can we do that? Father, while we're here to celebrate and listen to and understand you in a greater way, I want to thank you for motherhood, for women who are willing to give up their lives that we might have life. I'm so grateful, Lord God, for the example that they set for us. In the picture of who Christ is for us, who gave his life up that we might have new life. So, Father, I just want to encourage the mothers in the room that it may not seem like at times that it's worth it, but it's the greatest gift they could give us. So encourage our hearts today, Lord God, we love you so, and Jesus we pray, and all God's people said, and you may be seated. I'm going to try to preach standing up, and if I start concentrating more on other things than the preaching, then I'm going to sit down, and you're going to have to put up with me sitting down again. Is that okay? I know, you guys are full of grace. My mother was born in 1926 and she was raised in the culture of the depression. I'm saying this because you need to understand when somebody preaches something, where they're coming from when they preach it, what their history is, so you can understand why I'm preaching what I'm preaching. She was married during World War II and raised her children in the culture of the 50s and the best ones in the 60s. (laughs) You need to understand that it was a developmental time for women in the age that she was born in. It was only six years from the time of my mother's birth that women even had the right to vote in this country. And it was in her 20s when women started working outside of the home because of World War II. As a child, she was raised in a society that taught that women are supposed to be submissive and in subjection to their husbands. And my mother was these things. But there was something else that was in her that made me struggle with who she was, trying to reconcile it with her culture, how she was raised. She was a strong woman, raising eight children, eight children, eight children, and had to wait for the last one to get the best one. You guys quit too early, I'm just telling you. There's more like me out there. You just got to keep going. (laughs) She followed her husband who was a Chippewa logger into into places that were difficult to live in. She had to drive um, miles on logging roads. These are 1950s logging roads just to get to town, just to bring her family to school. She did it every day, twice a day. She ran the business side of my father's logging operation, as many of the loggers' wives do. She was able to prepare three meals a day for her family. I am evidence of that. (laughs) My mom was awake before my father left for work at 4 a.m. and had dinner on the table at 6 p.m. Every day, six days a week. Oh, by the way, she ran a 150-acre farm. Eight kids, one struggling logging business, because if you're in logging, you know that that's how it always is. One dairy farm, and she ran her house. And by the way, she served in children's ministry, held backyard Bible clubs, won many children to Christ. With eight kids. And a 150-acre farm. And my father. (laughs) The only joy she had was my birth. (laughs) Please do not mistake it that I'm saying that my mother was this perfect person. Because I'm sure she had her faults. But when it came to her house, my mom was a rock star. Proverbs chapter 31 verse 29 says, many women have done excellently, but you surpass." them all. But you surpass them all. I was blessed to have a mother that could do these things. When I first met my wife, she was a 19-year-old who had just moved out after graduating from high school into her uh, best friends with her best friend to an apartment. She was working a job that paid very little and yet she was taking care of herself. I remember when we first started dating, I found she had a quart of ice cream in in the freezer, and I ate the whole thing. (laughs) And I didn't realize that she saved and scrimped all month long for that one quart of ice cream to celebrate just the bad days. And I ate it at one sitting, (laughs) because that's what you did. I didn't know people lived that way, because there was always ice cream in my mom's fridge. As a 25-year-old mom of two, and you've heard this numerous times, but her daughter was born with a liver disease, and she spent nine months in hospitals, not going to doctor's appointments, not just visiting hospitals, but living in hospitals. She traveled with a six-month-old to the city of San Francisco for hospitalization for five months. On her own, on her own, she got an apartment in downtown San Francisco. A girl from the backwoods of Texas, who was married to a man who had never left Astoria, Oregon. (laughs) This woman gave up her dream so I could fulfill my duty as a pastor. She lived a life of sacrifice and suffering and caring for her family and her church. Many women have done excellently, but Deborah Jane, you've surpassed them all. I believe the most difficult role in any family is that of a wife and a mother. And you do this all under the curse of sin. Genesis 3:16 says for the woman said I'll surely God's saying to the woman, I'll surely multiply your pain in childbearing and pain in pain you shall bring forth children. And your desire shall be contrary to your husband but he shall rule over you. It's hard to be a wife and a mother. And the wrong kind of man can take all that is good about her and all that is godly about her and ruin her in, in, in a life of suffering. Today I want to talk about a man named Lemuel who had a mother who spoke to him about the qualities of an excellent wife. In Proverbs 31 10 she said to him, and he's he's repeating what she said. But this is what the mother said about uh, to his son about the woman he needed to marry. She said, "An excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels." She was telling her son, "Find an excellent wife. Don't settle." But what is an excellent wife? the word excellent can be described as valiant. That's the word that is translated into um, from excellent to to valiant. And when applied to men, it's translated as mighty man of valor. And it describes the, the fighting men of David, the warriors of David's army. Meaning being a virtuous woman or being an excellent wife is a woman who has power and strength. A woman who has been given nothing, nothing's been handed to her. She's had to work for everything that she's had. That's an excellent wife. And I wrestled with this because there's all this talk about women being weaker vessels. And I understand that you have your weaknesses. And by the way, so do we. Amen. You women didn't even want to reply on that one. Come on now. I'm throwing you a bone. This is the one time you can grab a hold of something like that. Today's not the day to talk about your weaknesses. Today's the day to talk about your strengths. See, I say this because my whole life I've been surrounded by strong women. Women who are capable of doing anything they set their hearts to. And they'll do so in submission to a greater mission and sacrifice their own life for others. Proverbs 31, 29 says, many women have done excellency Excellent, excellently, but you surpass them all. I'm going to sit down for a minute, if that's okay. But you surpass them all. We're going to use the Proverbs 31 woman as the example today. But I want to give you a warning. Because most women don't like Proverbs 31. (laughs) Because it just makes them feel bad. About everything. And what I want you to do today is I want to challenge you to celebrate areas of your life that the scripture teaches are, should be true about you. Celebrate those. Even if there's just one, celebrate the one. But also consider those areas of your life that might be mediocre, that might need you to step up and to be a, more of a godly woman. So don't beat yourself up and don't beat yourself down because I'm not going to do it today. I just want you to be encouraged to find out what the Bible says about this Proverbs 31 woman. So let me give you a, just a simple statement. And this, this, If you're single and male, pay attention really closely to everything that I say. If you're married and male, pay attention to everything I say today. Let's just say if you're a male, put your phone down and pay attention to what I'm going to teach you today. It'll change your life. Because a Proverbs 31 woman does not need you. She wants you. (laughs) She does not need you. She wants you. This is huge, again, especially if you're single, because you think this woman needs you. She does not need you if she's a Proverbs 31 woman. She's fully capable of taking care of herself without you. She chooses you. I don't know why sometimes, but she chooses you. (laughs) When I first met my wife, she did not need me. She had a job, she had a home, and she had a Volkswagen. And she knew how to set the points. Oh. Yeah, baby. She knew how to take care of that. She could change the tire when it's flat. She could fill it up with gas. I don't know what happened to all of those skills that she had,
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> It only takes one moment to ruin everything. My wife could have done fine without me. She could have done fine without me. She would have been perfectly fine if I never came into her life. She would have been very successful in anything that she did, but she chose me because she wanted me, not because she needed me. What does that kind of a woman look like? She's not afraid to work. Let me give you the scripture Proverbs 31 13. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. My wife's not afraid to work. She's not afraid to do whatever it needs, needs to be done to take care of the family or to take care of the work that needs to be done around the house. She's capable of working and making a living without me. We don't need to get much deeper than that. She willingly works with her hands. She's not afraid of working. If you're a single guy, you wanna find a woman who's not afraid to work. Not so she can support you because you're too lazy to go get a job. Come back next week, guys. We're going to talk about you. So if you've got the guts, show up. We'll see what happens. She's not afraid of work. She can make her own decisions. A woman who does not need you but wants you can make her own decisions and carries them out to completion. Let me give you a verse that will floor you. This is what the Word of God says about a a virtuous woman, a, a mighty woman of valor. She considers a field and buys it. She sees an opportunity for profit for her family. And she spends all of your money on it. Not because she's trying to buy something frivolous or useless, but because she sees an opportunity and is smart enough to understand that she'll not only want a profit for the family, but she'll work it herself. I just, I I thought about that a lot. I thought about how, I wonder how many women really feel like in their family, if they consider an opportunity to find a way to support their family, if their husbands will support them in that. See, I think sometimes husbands want their wives to need them so we don't let them use their own brains, (laughs) which you're going to find out are smarter than ours. She sees an opportunity for profit for family, and she works it. She doesn't just spend money to spend money. She spends it to make a difference in it for her family. She can support the family using the resources of the family. Ladies, please do not elbow your husbands, but I wonder how many of you feel comfortable spending money in your joint, quote, unquote, checking account. Okay, that was fun. I'll just keep going. She doesn't need you. She wants you. Proverbs 31 woman is proud of how she looks and takes care of herself for herself. She does not take care of herself for you. She takes care of herself for herself. Why? Because she's proud of how she looks. Look, I'm just going to read the scripture. I'm just going to tell you what God says, and we're just going to talk about it in a minute. Verse 17, she dresses herself with strength, strength and makes her arms strong. She dresses herself with strength. Strength. She's proud of how she looks. She looks like a strong woman. She looks like a woman that takes care of herself. But she does it for herself, not to make you happy. It should make you happy. Amen. Amen. You should be happy when your wife takes care of herself. Amen? Amen. But she doesn't do it for you. And ladies, you shouldn't do it for them. You should do it for you. It's okay to be a godly woman and actually like yourself. She believes in herself and proves it. Let me give you verse 18. Here's this mother-in-law or mother saying to her son, she perceives that her merchandise is profitable. She believes she has something positive to offer. How many of you ladies really believe that you have something positive to offer your marriage, positive to offer your church, positive to offer your community? You really believe that you have something that is worth something. And then you prove it, her lamp does not go out at night. You don't just say it and and fight about it, you actually prove that you've got something to offer and it's valuable. Okay, I've lost you guys somewhere. Proverbs 31 woman isn't stupid. I, I, I believe there's a lot of women that are treated as if they are stupid by their husbands. This is not a negative towards husbands. I'm just saying just from the comments that I hear. Proverbs 31, 19 says, She puts her hands to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle, which in this day and age, that type of, of, of technology was new. Amen? She can figure things out. My wife is fully capable of figuring things out without me telling her. She's figured out her iPhone. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> we'll talk about stupid. <laughs> she's capable of handling this. She's she's wise. She's not ashamed for the, to like things for herself. Let me say that one more time. This Proverbs thirty one woman is not ashamed to like nice things for herself. Look at this. Look at what the scripture says. Verse twenty two. She makes bed coverings for herself. So stop complaining about all the pillows on your bed. She likes it for herself. That is not for you. You figure out how to survive it, but she likes those pillows. I don't know why. None of them are comfortable, but she likes them all. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Why is it wrong for women to like nice things? I'm not talking about being prideful or... Or vain. I'm talking about a woman that just likes nice quality things. She doesn't need you. She wa- Let me just remind you. She does not need you. If she's a Proverbs 31 woman. She wants you. And you want her to want nice things for herself. She's respected because she has no fear of her future. Look at what it says. Look at verse 25. Strength and dignity are her clothing. And she laughs at times to come. She's seen as a woman who's strong in faith, trusting God with her life. She's not, she's laughing at what's going to come. Like, I I think about what's happening in the world and all the people that are freaking out over what's happening in Russia. And I'm not saying that that's something we should be excited about. I'm saying that a godly woman isn't worried about what's happening in Russia. She's worried about how she's going to take care of her family. But she doesn't even worry about that because she's laughing at that because she knows God's going to take care of her when she speaks she has something to say interesting thing about women godly women it's always in humility i'll give you the scripture verse 26 she opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue she doesn't need to manipulate a conversation because her voice is respected ladies how many of you feel like your husband respects your voice like when you say something he's actually truly honestly listening to what you have to say Not because you're speaking stupidity, but because you're speaking with wisdom. My wife does not need me. She wants me. She chooses me. And I didn't marry a project. If you're a single guy, do not marry a project. (laughs) Marry a Proverbs 31 woman. Don't marry a project. And by the way, ladies, don't let a project choose you. You think you can change him. I can line up a whole bunch of ladies that will tell you it's impossible. See, I never thought I needed to fix my wife. I never thought, I never, and I'm being very honest, in 37 years, I never thought I needed to fix her, change her, transform her. As a godly wife, she's allowed God to do all of that work. And God sees things in her that I didn't even see. He's fixing things that I didn't even notice were wrong. I didn't even think they were wrong. But she let God, and by the way, she lets God fix me. She doesn't need to fix me. She does not need a project. She's fully capable of self-care, and she chooses to allow me in her life. You say, well, that sounds stupid. No, that's right. I am honored. To do life with a Proverbs 31 woman who does not need me, but wants me. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Proverbs 31 woman is faithful. You know that in 37 years of marriage, I have never wondered if my wife was trustworthy. Not one time. I know that's not true for all of us. I'm just saying that I've never had that problem. My wife has been faithful. And if there's a verse in the word of God that describes how I feel about my wife, and actually I believe how my father felt about his wife, it is Proverbs chapter 31 and verse 11 and 12. And let's let's go there. The heart of her husband trusts in her. And he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. A Proverbs 31 woman is so faithful that her husband trusts her deep down. As far as he can go, he trusts in this woman. He knows that he's going to profit by having a relationship with her. Listen, the best thing that ever happened to me was her saying yes. <laughs> you guys make fun of weddings and, 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 and those things or maybe you you didn't pay attention, but... When she said yes, I thought, yes, we're locked in. This is good. I win. She is, my wife, Deborah Jane, has done me good all the days of my life and all the days of her life. She's faithful. And she didn't just say that she was going to be faithful. She's shown that she's been faithful. How, how did she do that? When I worked at the paper mill, she would be ready at midnight with a full dinner. I'd get home at 1 o'clock in the morning and she would have a full dinner. She would have the kids at the table. <laughs> they were little. You could do that. They didn't have school the next day. If I got home in the morning, she would have breakfast ready. If I got ready to go to work at night, she'd have breakfast ready. You say, well, how is that faithful? She was taking care of me, not herself. Look at what this says. Proverbs 31:25. Uh, she rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She's been faithful to me, taking care of me. At times, that, in all honesty, I didn't need her to make me a full meal at 1 o'clock in the morning, but she did it anyway. And I knew, I there's a reason why I wanted to go home when I was done with work, is because I knew that she would have something prepared for me. She was faithful to me. She's so faithful, she's not afraid of a difficult f- future, and she wants the best for her family. Let me give you the verse. Did I read the right one? Yes. She's not afraid of snow for her household. She's not afraid of snow for her household. Proverbs 31 woman is so faithful she prepares for bad times. She looks ahead, sees the future and prepares for that. And her household are clothed in scarlet. Scarlet was a a royal uh, color at that time. She wanted what's best for her family. See, a Proverbs 31 woman always wants the best for her family and it will, even if it costs them their life, they will always do what they will sacrifice their own clothes to put clothes on their kids back. They will sacrifice their own selves to make sure their husbands are taken care of. They, will, they are so faithful to this idea of God, being a godly woman, that she will be faithful to sacrificing of her own life so that we might have life. My wife's so faithful I can trust that she'll make me famous. If you know her, you know she's the best part of the duo. (laughs) And I'm only in the picture because of her. People like me because they like her. Let me just give you the verse. Her husband is known in the gates when he is among the elders of the land. Of the land, the husband is known by the wife. The husband is known by the wife. You're either a good man or a bad man, depending on how your wife represents your family. Hey Amen. That was fun. <laughs> My wife's always been faithful to make sure that she's taking care of. She's making me famous. I trust my wife with my life. She always thought it was, she's always thought what was best for me and the children. She's always done what's best for me and the children. She'll always do what's best for me and the children. She's been faithful in that. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. And finally, I'm not sure if this fits or all, but Proverbs 31 woman likes you as much as she loves you. I know this sounds strange, but many women say they love their husbands, but they don't like them. How do I know that? Because you critique and criticize and complain about them. And then you say, but I love him. Amen. You don't like the person that they are. You, you, you know, some of you don't even like your kids. You just want to get away from your kids. Like, you blame your husband for why your kids are the way that they are. And you gave birth to them. We're blaming you. Oh, that didn't go right very well. <laughs> I remember my wife would not... It was like four years before my son stayed overnight at Grandma and Grandpa's house. Not because she was afraid of my mom, who had raised eight kids and 24 grandkids. But because my wife really liked being with my kids. She loved being with my kids. We never went on a vacation, just me and her, when we were young, young and married. Because, one, she was afraid another kid would come. But, two... <laughs> she wasn't but two because she just liked being with my children she enjoyed them sometimes I just I just hear parents wanting moms wanting to get away from their kids and I can't comprehend that I've never been around a woman that didn't like her kids Proverbs 31:28 says, her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Why? Because your wife likes you, wants to be with you, wants to spend time with you, wants to do things with you. And because she doesn't need you, she'll find somebody else if you don't spend time with her. Amen? I don't know why she won't turn off the phone. It's probably because you're not spending time with her. And she, I'm going to skip that verse. We're going to go to verse uh, 20. She likes humanity enough to minister to them. So she likes people. A godly woman likes people. The Bible says she opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. And I, I got to put my glasses on to read my notes because I don't know what in the world I was writing. I find it interesting that I I hear this from Christians all the time how the church is supposed to be reaching out to meet the needs of the needy in the community and blah, blah, blah. You're the church. Why organize something that should be organic? You're the church. You want the church to do something? Go meet the needs of the needy. That's what a godly woman does. We were driving through McDonald's the other day getting some health food. Hey, we got smoothies, <laughs> fruit smoothies
4: <laughs>
3: made with bags of sugar. But there was a woman that was standing on the side uh, begging uh, for help. And my wife just starts bawling her eyes out. And I said, what? Because I thought I did something wrong when I ordered a quarter pound of the cheese. I thought that was okay. <laughs> no onions, of course. But she starts bawling, and, and I thought, what is going on? And I asked her, she said... I have it better than that woman. So I dug in my wallet and there was a 10 and a 20s. And I wrestled for a moment.
4: I'm,
3: sorry. I'm just being honest. And I handed her the 20. I should have handed her the 30, but I handed her the 20. My wife cares about people. My mother had eight children, yet took time every week to serve in children's ministry and backyard Bible clubs because. She knew that there were some families that didn't have mothers who loved the kids the way that she knew how to love kids. and She wanted to make sure that children heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, even if they weren't her children. She doesn't just say she loves people. She likes them enough to do something about it. My wife spent most of her life opening her hand to those who le- have less than her. And reaching out to minister to those who are in need. See, many women have done excellently, but you, Proverbs 31 woman, surpass them all. If you're single today and you're looking for somebody to spend your life with, look for a mighty woman of valor. Look for a woman who's capable of hard work, the hard work of husbands, children, and ministry. women who like themselves find a woman who likes themselves like they they don't you don't have to prop them up and build them up all the time because they are fine by themselves they feel good about themselves and if ladies if you don't feel that way find out why you don't i ask women all the time this question when i when i do counseling i ask them do you guys know the question i ask anybody want to speak it out What's wrong with you? Because y'all just And I can't get it it figured out. So I ask, what's wrong with you? You know what I've learned? There's nothing wrong with the woman God created. There's only something wrong with what sin did to that woman. Whether it's your sin or somebody else's sin, it changes you. And you can change what you do, but you can't change who you are, so you just need to get back to who you are. You need to get back to that person that you like, that God created. That, that person that God created, that when he looked at you, he said, Dah, that's very good. Because yeah. there was a time he thought that about you. Well, there's always a time he thinks that about you. <laughs> that was a little bit wrong. <laughs> Doctrinally incorrect. Find a woman who has compassion on those who don't have what they have. And can I just say this? If you're a single mom, you've got kids that there are some women in this world that would love to have. If you're a married couple, you have something others don't. You've got two adults in the house against however many little ones you have. If you're a Christian, no matter what your status you have God and there's a lot of people that don't have him and they're trying to figure out how to do this life on their own and they're they're living in a culture that kind of says women are weak and they're trying to give you know they're trying to tear you down there's women and I don't understand that I don't understand how come women tear down women the way they tear each other down I I don't get that y'all know how hard it is to feel good about yourself why would you tear down the other another person who has a hard time feeling good about themselves Could you imagine, ladies, hearing your harshest critic, which is almost always your (laughs) mother-in-law? May not be, may not be. You might, might, like like my wife married into my family, and my mom actually said this to my face. She said, if I ever divorce Deborah, I have to leave. (laughs) My house. She said it in my house. I would have lost my family if I would have left her. Because they like her more (laughs) than me. I get that. I like her more than me. Could you imagine hearing your harshest critic, your mother-in-law, say these words to your husband? Charm is deceitful. It doesn't matter how good of a personality she has. Beauty is vain. It all goes away someday. But a woman who fears the Lord, that's the one who's to be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let, the works, let her works praise her in the gates. Give your wife the opportunity, your mother the opportunity to be the woman God created her to be. I think there's women in this room that are greater than they even know they are. I think they're doing some things that are right. And I'm not saying that you're doing everything right. But I think you're fully capable of being a Proverbs 31 woman. If you find such a woman, you must make sure that her gifts are encouraged and her accomplishments are praised. And let me close with this. I I said all of this to get to this point which has nothing to do with each other to a small degree. A Proverbs 31 woman actually represents all of the book of Proverbs. She is everything the book of Proverbs teaches. If you study, if you take Proverbs 31 where where Lemuel talks about this excellent wife, you'll see these things. Hard work, wise investments, good use of time, planning, caring for others, respect for one's spouse, ability to share godly values with others, wise counsel and godly fear, which leads to honor, praise, success, personal dignity, worth, and enjoyment of life. She is the positive message of the book of Proverbs. And I thought about this. Proverbs chapter 8. That's how you read the book of Proverbs, by the way. Today is the 8th, so it's chapter 8. Let me just read verse 11. Verse 11 says, For wisdom is better than jewels. Wait a minute. What was the opening verse? Or the second opening verse? An excellent wife, who can find? She is far more precious than jewels. She is wisdom. When you read the book of Proverbs, wisdom is always defined as a woman, not a man. When you read the book of Proverbs, read yourself into it, ladies. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. See, I believe this. Her house is good because she's made it God's house. You are wisdom. Let's stand if we can. If I can get the ushers to come. We're gonna take communion real quick. I have been honored in my lifetime to pastor many Proverbs 31 women. We have a leadership team full of women that are Proverbs 31 women. You ask their husbands they will praise them. They need to be given the fruit of their hands, let their works praise them in the gates. We've got others in the church, women in the church serving in different ministries that are Proverbs 31 women. We have women who are watching online who are Proverbs 31 women. You may not have it all, but you've got a lot. And I just want to tell you today, I'm so grateful that I get to pastor in a time where women are given their due. I'm honored by the woman that I've been given. I I was blessed by the mother that I was given. And maybe you didn't have that mother. Maybe you should pray for her. Pray with her. You want to freak her out? Pray with your mom. Maybe you're not the perfect wife. This gives you something to work on. This gives you some direction, some hope. And husbands, be smart and help your wives to be the best wife they can be. Help them make their house good because they make it God's house. Let's pray real quick. Father, I cannot speak enough, and I know people get tired of hearing it, but I cannot speak enough praise for the wife that you gave me. I love that she does not need me, but she wants me. I love that I can trust her with all of my heart. And I love that she likes me. She really wants to spend time with me. And Father, I know that not everybody has that kind of relationship in the room, but I pray that for them. I pray, Lord God, that husbands would recognize that that they've been chosen that there's something about them that that woman sees in them, Father, that makes them believe that that man could be the best man for them. Father, I know there's people in the room, there's husbands and wives who have failed in their marriage. They haven't been as faithful whatever. But Father, they can start this morning anew They can start being faithful again this morning. And their spouse can say at the end of the day, I can trust my wife, I can trust my husband today. And then be faithful again tomorrow, Father, so they can say that they can trust their spouse again tomorrow. Father, help them start anew with faithfulness. And Father, I hope that every marriage in this room, every couple in this room, Likes each other. They want to be together. I couldn't imagine being married to somebody who I did not like. Because if I didn't like her, I wouldn't take care of her the way that you've commanded me to. So Father, help me with that. Help us with that. Father, we're preparing to take communion in a minute because we want to remember that Without Jesus, this is all just rules and regulations. It is the heart of Jesus that helps us to love each other well. It's the life of Jesus that teaches us to surrender to one another. Help us, Father, please, to remember Jesus. Jesus we pray and all God's people said there is communion here and there's communion there grab the elements and then go back to your seat real quick we'll partake and then we'll go home God for godly mothers amen Amen. praise God for godly women single guys and single gals just take this one message and be and do these things you will have an amazing life I'm going to put my glasses on so I can see my notes hope the blood doesn't spill on my notes <laughs> the bread represents his body it was broken for us it represents the punishment of sin it pictures the suffering he du- endured because of us Jesus suffered because of my sin Let's just dwell on that for a minute, that he would suffer for our sin. Let's pray real quick. Father, every time you have been beaten, it was because of me. You took the abuse of man That should have been done to me. You bore the beatings that should have been mine to receive. I deserved it, you did not. Yet you took it, you took it upon yourself. To suffer for me. How can I not help my wife be a godly woman? To be a Proverbs 31 woman? How can I not? Sacrifice my life for her, and at times suffer for her, as you've suffered for me because of me. I never wanna lose that image of men spitting on you and slapping you, mocking you for me. For what I did. Thank you, Jesus, so much for giving your body for me. Thank you for taking suffering that should have been poured out on me. Thank you for giving me your body. I never want to forget it, Father what your son did for me in Jesus name we pray amen please if you want to remember in partaking the bread the blood represents life he sacrificed his life The Bible says the life of the flesh is in the blood. He sacrificed his life so that I might have life. Sacrifice for our sin that pictures a sinless life surrendered to God necessary for our salvation. My salvation required him to give up his life because of my sin. An innocent for the guilty. I can't help but think of him in the garden weeping, not wanting to go through it because he knew how hard it was going to be to be separated from, his, from his father as he bore my sin. But he gave me his life that I might have life. Let's pray in remembrance of what Jesus gave us for our sin. Father, He didn't have to do it, He was well within His rights to say no. He could have made me give my life for my life. But he knew that that would make me guilty of my own sin. That I would have to bear my own shame for what I've done in my life. but you so loved the world that you gave your only son as payment for my sin. When I think of the blood I can't help but think of the love you must have for me to give your life for a wretch like me. And that Jesus, you would so willingly leave heaven, come down to this place and give up your life for people who rejected you and turned you aside and turned away from you, who took advantage of you Yet, as you hung there on the cross and your blood was shed, as it puddled at the base of the cross, you, Father God, were satisfied and opened up an opportunity for me and others to be forgiven of our sin. by his blood that we are cleansed and made white as snow so thank you for the forgiveness of sins Father thank you for the grace that you showed me thank you Jesus for giving up your life so that I might have new life help me to live that way towards my wife willing to sacrifice my life for hers. And she's already shown herself being willing as a Proverbs 31 woman to give her life for mine. Thank you for the sacrifice. And Jesus we pray and all God's people said, please partake of the cup. We're going to sing a song.
1: Precious blood has left me forgiven Pure like the whitest of snow is So purify my heart in your presence, and teach me to discover the joy of holiness that forms as you draw me close, in you what was lost is restored. So. I Jesus my heart is clean
3: next week we're gonna talk about men bring one I also want to add I want you to prepare for something that I'm not sure exactly how it's gonna go but I feel like there's been a lot of loss in the last few years in a lot of people's lives a lot of loss And I want to go through just a small series, maybe two, three messages out of Lamentations chapter three to encourage you in times when we have to sit in the dirt because of the pain and the loss that we've experienced. So be preparing for that. Be praying for kind of what God needs you to grieve, what God needs you to kind of, I'm going to use the term get over, but I'm not meaning that disrespectfully because some of these things are hard to get over. I'm hoping to help you from the word of God to process your pain and help you find peace in God. It's in a couple of weeks. So be preparing. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you for mothers. Thank you for godly women. Father, there's excellent wives, but there's some that surpass that. And I pray for every woman in this room, Lord God, that they see An area to celebrate in their life. An area they've got good. An area that they're doing well in. Whether their husbands see it or their spouses see it or their friends see it, just maybe just reveal it to them today. And Father, I just pray for the husbands. Help them to help their wives be the best woman they can be. Give them wisdom that might actually come from their wife themselves. And Father, I pray for the singles in the room. You would either help them be a Proverbs 31 woman if they're a girl and help them find a Proverbs 31 woman if they're a guy. Because the greatest relationship we will ever have outside of the relationship with Jesus Christ will be our spouse. Encourage that, Father. And we love you so. And Jesus, we pray. And all God's people said, God bless, guys. See you next week.
1: So I will rise and lift my head, for by His mercy my life was spared. The high Because of Jesus, my heart is clean, because of Jesus, my